All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's the fastest, funniest hour in... You all right over there? <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to have three people on this show. It's doing almost know. killed is he, over. Is he having a heart attack over there? <laughs> Elizabeth! I'm coming for you, Elizabeth! Yeah, what if he drowned uh, in a bottle what of Poland's uh, face? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was drinking. On live stream. Shit. We're down the wrong fucking pipe or something. Oh, pause. Uh, yeah, fucking pause. <laughs> <laughs> pause almost killed me. Because <laughs> as I was going down the wrong pipe, I was like, pause. <laughs> oh, wow. No. <laughs> Double pause. All right. Uh, let's try this again. Yeah. This is a new motherfucking intro. Because someone don't want their voice on the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that magnificent intro, so you know what time it is. This is the fastest, funniest hour in podcast history and future. This is your boy L.O.Dot, a.k.a. The Party Man, and I'm joined by two of the most esteemed voices in podcasting. What's up, your boy Vin in the building, a.k.a. Connect Four Champion. <laughs> this is Alaric. Before we get started, just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. So you know you can always call us, but please text us. As I thought about it over the weekend, we're not going to check the voicemail as much as we should. So uh, the texts get through uh, a lot more better. A uh, lot more better. More better. That was a throwback to Spike Lee and uh, the movie Mo Better Blues. <laughs> is that what that was? That's exactly what that was. Okay. That was just a little ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> it is better to text us. That number is 619-940-4040. Please be a good supporter and a good friend and uh, support this podcast by purchasing some merch. That money goes directly to our pockets to pay for all types of drugs and drinks and <laughs> studio time. So uh, be a good friend in this holiday season and uh, lift us up. Go to decoding40pod.com um, where we got some cool t-shirts and sweatshirts and we'll add some more as the weeks go on. All that uh, money goes directly into the podcast and helps us to evangelize the good word of what it means to be a black man in America over 40. We do take some of those proceeds and buy uh copious amounts of heroin and cocaine and flip it <laughs> so you can make my dream of having a house in costa rica a reality just buy one or two t-shirts or a hat you know keep it on the dl though so real quick the I'll funny thing this. is uh so after the party on saturday that i'll talk about later i go back to my wife's uh my mother-in-law's house how about that and we kind of all convened there and one of my nieces has a spatula with a lego block and i say hey looks like you're flipping bricks and she goes i am i am <laughs> flipping bricks <laughs> that would have been a great sound bite <laughs> i know but it was funny but uh yeah so with that said who would like to grace us with the check-in you want to go first there kid COVID, or yeah i guess i'll uh <laughs> Talk about my uh, trials and tribulations of the past week. So I'm checking in from home 
Uh, I just got back from Miami. We had a fabulous time at Art Basel in Miami. And I came home with a gift of COVID-19. I saw him standing there. He was looking very <laughs> handsome, right? I saw him standing there looking at paintings. He was very handsome. I said, hello, I'm COVID. And he said, get away. I said, no, I'm not getting away. I'm, I'm going to give you a big old kiss. <laughs> and now you're me and I'm you and everybody's going to get away. <laughs> and you'll be in the basement by yourself. Sorry. Yeah, that's what's happening. So wow. I, I came home on, on Thursday night, late Thursday night. And just as a precaution, because, you know, I was about to re-engage with the family after being away for two weeks, being on a plane, being around a bunch of people. We had a, about 1,500 people a day coming through the, through the gallery. Mm. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of people I came it. in contact with. So I was like, you know, just as a precaution, um, let me just take a COVID test before I go upstairs to my bedroom and climb in bed with my wife and sneak in my kids' room and kiss them goodnight. Mm. Let me just take a quick COVID test. And sure enough, it came up positive. I, at that point, I, I just called my wife from the dining room table and uh, and I've been sequestered in the basement since um, Thursday night, Friday morning, living in my office. And... <laughs> The room is getting smaller. It's getting much, much smaller. It's like a jail sentence. I, I don't know if you guys remember, like, back I don't know when, if our uh, listeners in, in the jail cells are going to appreciate that analogy, but go on, sir. Oh, worse, sir. Yeah, yeah. You in the jail cell, right? <laughs> you Uber Eats and the shit? Yeah. I can't do that, son. I can't do that. I can't Uber Eats. <laughs> well, maybe a, a luxury, luxury suite in, uh, in a jail cell. I don't know. White collar crime, jail, maybe that, that's okay. more. House arrest. House, house arrest. arrest. There you go. Let's call yes. it house arrest. Yes, but house arrest, but I can't leave this floor. I'm in a basement. Like, I can't I can't leave my office. Basement arrest. Okay. Basement arrest. Yes. Basement office arrest. Office arrest. The first, you know, day or so, you're like, ah, oh, no big deal. I can, I can hang down here. And then you, you're literally walking from one side of the room to the other side of the room. You go to the bathroom and that's pretty much it. And then now you go a little stir crazy. I've been, I've binge watched at least three series since I've wow. been uh, this down nigga, here. This nigga Rick got a ball down there and calling it Wilson. Wilson! Wilson! <laughs> what, what was what was Will Smith's friend and legend? Uh, Fred. Oh, Fred. Was that the mannequin? Yeah, the mannequin. Yeah, the mannequin in the store. Wilson. <laughs> and, and the worst part is, there's no windows in here. Like, oh God. There's no windows in, in 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 the office, so it's like I don't really know. I, I don't know if it's day or lot. I don't really day know what's happening outside. Mm. Wow, yeah, that would drive me crazy. No, no, like my. Like, what day was it? Was it yesterday or the day before it was raining? <laughs> you don't even I know. Had, I had, like, wow. literally no idea it was raining. Yeah, they're starting to run into each other. The only <laughs> and, and today I took a test and uh, I got a negative test today. So, mm -hmm. you know, if I get two more in the next 48 hours, I can be released from my little prison cell. And but play yeah, the part that's of it. Uncle Me, Ned. COVID. And you play know, the okay. part of Uncle Ned is Ellery Campbell. <laughs> You know, Uncle Ned is the one that just put the plate by his door. Nobody yeah, talks yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what was that? Soul Jesus. food. 
Well, this, any uh, any movie with an is, Uncle Dead in it, you know, just pick and choose. This is my my second time getting COVID, but there's no. I had zero symptoms. No, no. The, se- the the second time I was in a hospital, they suspected that it was just like an after effect of the first time I had COVID, but they couldn't directly tie it to it. I didn't have COVID when I was in the oh. hospital in May. It, it was a liver issue. So and, maybe you have long. COVID. But this time I have no symptoms. This huh? you got COVID light. <laughs> maybe you got long COVID. He's got died COVID. I, I have I had zero symptoms. I mm. still had taste, smell, no headache, no fever, no achiness, oh, yeah. none of that. COVID, yo, COVID just whispered at him, "Hi," <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. He's not nothing's happening. Hi, <laughs> he, t- he just I'm breathed telling- on his test. COVID Wait, how many how many positive uh, results have you received? Just one? Uh, three. Oh, okay. three, three since I've been down. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. definitely. Okay. So you did have. Yeah, it. I definitely positive. had it. Uh, he just had, um, you know, yeah, but, like I yeah, said, was, he, he was a mutant. I said, like, after I got it the first time, I think, and I got the boosters, I was like, I'm immortal now. Mm. So, <laughs> he got the new strain. that He got the R. Basil strain. That shit mm. is just like, you know. <laughs> it's, very it's, it's very laid cool, back. It's like, very laid back. I'm not going cool, to even, I'm not cause any breathing issues or nothing. I'm just going to, I'm just going to chill out. No, I, no, no, no. I'm just going to make positive tests. That's all I'm going to yes, do. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, three other people on my team got COVID. Two of them got sick, loser. and two of us had no symptoms whatsoever. We count ourselves lucky, but these numbers are going. These numbers are going up. Yeah, I hear sure. there's a spike in New York. So yeah, yeah. they're talking about bringing back the mask. Oh, yeah. I'm already bringing back. Like, like I don't wear it as often as I did when we were at the height of COVID. But I do. I've realized I like to do this one thing. It's a little silly, but I like it. I like to put my mask on and look at people condescendingly as I'm putting it on <laughs> as if they are the reason why I'm putting my yes. mask on because because of your filth yes your filthy <laughs> mouth and breath <laughs> I look at look, you you look nasty you look like you cough into your hand and wipe it on your shirt exactly. well I'll definitely be masked down for probably the next week and a half Sir, I think you need to just go ahead and uh, take care of the the entire winter and just cover up every day. Snigging well, out around, I look like storm shadow. Well, I feel yeah, like I got much. I got the <laughs> antibody buildup now, so I'm doing it. I'm doing it for you. He's going to be selling his blood <laughs> to uh, COVID patients who are <laughs> who are about to die, and they're going to be giving him take his blood. He's positive K, yeah, super positive COVID, K. COVID kid. Yeah, so that that is oh. I did have one other thing that I wanted to share. Sure. So, Leon, last week you were talking about these terrible movies that you saw on Netflix. Yes. So when I was in the Airbnb in Miami, there was no streaming services available on their television, which, which where you didn't have to log in. I just didn't feel like going through and pressing all the buttons to right. log into my account. <laughs> right. So I found whatever account, whatever was available that was free, open, and available. And I found Tubi. Yes. Tubi movies are fucking terrible. Yes. That's but what they're the T so for. terrible, yeah. I couldn't stop watching them. That's what the T stands for. <laughs> they're horrible. They're horrible movies that make zero sense with like product placements that don't make any sense. But I could not stop watching it. And with all due respect, a friend of the show has a movie on Tubi. He's actually pretty good in the movie. The rest of the movie is terrible. He plays a detective. He's trying to figure out who the serial killer is. And turns out 
I'll give away this one. I don't care. It's so bad. You'll watch it. If, if, you, if you want to watch it, you're going to watch it. <laughs> probably uh, guess it in the first 15 minutes. But pretty much. The killer is the woman who is having packages sent to her house because she's trying to kill the guy who had sex with her sister in high school. <laughs> such a such a deep plot. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's a you've been holding plot. on this for 20 something years. Wow. Fuck my sister. <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of recommend it because it's like watching a train wreck, but it's it's entertaining for some reason. I'm not really sure why, because I feel like they weren't even trying to be good. Pretty much. They weren't. So, and that that's yeah. that was a beauty of Tubi. Like, I, I think I had the subscription for about a month, maybe two months. So we can get like, a movie and put it on Tubi and, and have the best movie. On we Tubi. could put this show on Tubi. We'd be a number one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we care, man. Pay. Shit. It, what, what, what's Tubi going to pay us? I don't think they Does could. it matter? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. From we all Tubi, y'all. From, from the looks of it, it's not a big budget operation. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Look here. Um, here at the Tubi organization, we are willing to give you uh, uh excuse me while I nod out. No. <laughs> Do you play cards? You play cards. We give you free chips for the uh, Belmont Raceway slots. <laughs> These chips are meaningless as they are wooden and not plastic. Yes. They only you can only buy items on the Indian reservation with those, sir. You can't do anything. <laughs> you can't transfer those, sir. Sir, these are only for the reservation. Free drink, sir. Yeah. And only good yeah, on Tuesdays and Thursdays between wow. five a.m. and six. That's Tubi's budget. Yeah, we would. We, they'd probably give us like a food subscription or some shit like that. It wouldn't even be that. It it might be like a voucher, <laughs> t-shirt, yeah, seamless gift card to Arby's. Yeah, like I said, I've watched maybe at least a month's worth of programs on Tubi. Not one would I recommend. <laughs> not one. But you not one all of them. <laughs> you know, if, if Tubi paid us, I no, I, I think I have some principles. I want to I want to at least be able to say that you can trust my judgment on the picks. There's nothing good on Tubi. No, there's nothing. But that's the best part of it is that it's so terrible that it's like you can't not watch, you, you watch it and you're like, I can't believe they did. I actually I, I like the angle you're coming from. I, I actually would like to see them market their uh, subscription service from that perspective as being a it's so bad you, you gotta join wow because i every time i turn my tv on i had like the, the tv i have the lg tv it, it, it starts to like give you ad uh i'm not at them app suggestions and tubi's always popping up and i'm like i've never downloaded the shit and i already have i think pluto which is you know has all the little bullshit tv shows and everything else and you can also see the news or whatever but i never thought about uh downloading to me you got to pay for that yeah what was that free no you got to pay for it you got to pay for it yeah so well, i gotta pay like what six dollars a month six dollars a month to see horrible tv it's definitely I did it. not worth well yeah it I had ads, so i think it might have been free you're right they did have an ad subscription so okay. i don't know it's free but i only yeah, did it because even... our buddy had a movie on that platform that i was going to support but that's it that's that's it for my check-in merch drop 
What's up, y'all? We need y'all to support this podcast. Pick yourself up a t-shirt. Pick yourself up a hoodie. They're soft. They're poly tri-blend. Luxurious. Warm. They're furry on the inside. They're really plush. You can sleep in them. Your wife can sleep in it. Your daughter can steal it. And she can sleep in it. Go over to Decoding40Pod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, whatever you like. Decoding40Pod.com Vincent, how was your week? Well, my week was fine, and that is my check-in. Merch drop. Um, nah, week has been <laughs> week has been fine. I'm COVID-free, thank God. I did have my. Have you had COVID? Technically, no. Wait, what? I say technically no because in February of the year, COVID broke out, like the day after the Super Bowl for that whole week. I got really, really sick. And it wasn't the flu because when I went to the doctor, they gave me a flu test and they said it wasn't the flu. And they were like, oh, it can't be COVID because like nobody has COVID yet. But unbeknownst to us, COVID was already in the country. Gotcha. And, you know, because I worked in the subway at the time, you know, it was like, hey, like every germ in the world is down there. So that week I I got really, really sick, had 103 temperature, whatever, never really get sick like that. So either I had some other flu virus or it was the vid. But um, no, I never had the COVID. You, you know, as you said that, because um, I remember I was sick after the my p- birthday party, mm-hmm. and but I was never tested because COVID yeah. was like it wasn't really a thing. So I wonder if that helped tested. me exactly. Yeah, there was no test. That's what I'm right. saying. Like when I went, they were like, "Oh, we, we we don't have a test anyway." But it's probably not that. It's so, it's so rare right now. It's like nobody has it. Right. So I wonder if that is what has uh-huh. maybe I had it and didn't realize that I had it. And that's what's kept me yeah. from testing positive all these yes. years. You've been touched by the Lord of COVID <laughs> and you are healed. Yeah. But um, so, no, but I never on. had the COVID. Thank, thank, thank goodness. Well, like I said, that I know of, but unofficially, I, I think I, unofficially yeah, because like I said, like you said, we both said there was no testing. They were just like, nah, it's not that. I'm like, yeah, all right. why is everybody wearing masks? <laughs> Come around coming from certain parts of the world like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying they they knew what was up we didn't know what was up they right. just wasn't getting told that it was a, it's gonna be gone by it'll be gone by easter easter money will take it away you know what i'm saying remember when he said that shit but by, by easter it'll gone the sun's gonna just eat it up there'll be no more covid and then you know two million people later mm-hmm. but uh anyway uh how was my week uh my week was good kind of quiet man uh saturday we went over to uh celebrate l's uh young man's birthday turned 10 his youngest son and it was a uh, quite the experience it was a um it was just like a, i guess a chill out spot where they had like video games they had monitors they had like hundreds of games for the kids to play you know what i mean uh they had board games for us we was playing some jenga was it jenga is it, yes, it game? Jenga. jenga and uh they decided to have a tournament and chose connect four as the game and they weren't aware that I was the 1986 through 89 um, uh, Connect Four champion. So uh, I had to pull back my uh, Connect Four skills and to uh, show you guys uh, that I am a true champion. No, uh, we, we wound up fucking playing Connect Four because initially I thought we were going to have a Jenga. Right, that's where you... Yeah, initially we were going to have the Jenga, but then they switched over to the Connect Four. They switched over to Connect Four. And the Connect Four gods were very kind, and we had a tournament, and I placed first place. 
in the uh, uh, the Leon Couturing Adult Connect Four Championship. And I think it was at least a field of 14, 12 or Yeah, it was 14. a lot of motherfuckers. In yeah. Because I, I think I played about four games. Yeah, it was an impressive win. I'm not going to yes. front. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I lost in the first round, the, which the was hilarious. Got better. Yeah, my game, I just knew I was setting her up to win. And she dropped in her chip and was like, connect four. And I'm literally picking my, like, what? What did she just say? <laughs> what, what? 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 <laughs> oh, there it goes. There oh. it is. There's that so, connect uh, four. Yeah. So it was it was great fun. I'm glad you won. Um, yeah. And I'm actually glad you came by, but I'll talk more about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, my it, was, it was a it was a good time. Um, the venue was nice. More than anything, the guy that ran it, I mean, Rudy, 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 yeah. right? Really, really nice guy. Uh, Want to have him on the show as like you know, just like an entrepreneur to highlight. Uh, you know, we're talking about doing a newsletter. We would love to have this guy is really, really doing some good positive things. He's you know trying to teach computers. To, to kids he's in the hood you know what i'm saying he's in the bronx and you know he he really has a passion mm-hmm. and you don't you know it's good to see that that boots on the ground type of situation like he's in the hood he's doing his thing and i can see where he where he wants to go with it and you know uh anybody out there who listens to the show who's into funding situations like that reach out to us man because the guy deserves some money because i can see he can really really do some big things because mm-hmm. nobody's you know at least i haven't seen it yet but i haven't heard of anything anybody doing things like this and he's not waiting to have all the latest technology you know he's he's using what he has but he's got a great personality and he really cares what he's doing man and, and I, i'm hats off to him and i hope he does uh big things with that organization yeah, I think really? one of the things that I love about what he's doing is trying to connect people who are typically excluded from the other aspects of gaming. Yes. And plugging them in. So mm-hmm. the journalistic piece, the art piece, the game design piece. So there's also the the, the esports uh portion of it. Mm-hmm. But I think what he's looking to do is to connect our kids and our community into all that is possible when it comes to these electronic sports and electronic games that whole technology space the whole yeah the whole technology space space, right and um my oldest son actually goes weekly to the journalism to learn how to write about games and critique them and um he's actually in a a quote-unquote competition for a scholarship and an opportunity to write in write in a magazine so this this is that's dope yeah, this is real kind of uh, in real life uh, application yeah. of um, what's possible in this space. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I, I want to talk to him on the show and uh, some of the things that we plan on doing in terms of the newsletter, mm-hmm. having him plugged into that and um, being able to help uh, evangelize his mission and get support yeah. around it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You, um, you know, because uh, my youngest, man, she made a connection there with a young woman that's working uh, with him. And sat there and talked to this woman, this young woman, for a good as long as we were there. Yeah, I saw and, them. They were really and, tuned in. Yeah, really, and to the point where we were waiting for her to finish her conversation right. and leave. It was just like she really connected. And you know, my my youngest is into the whole drawing thing. She loves computers. She's that's her major in high school right now is computer science. So she's doing that. She likes video games. You know, like I said, she got the other Xbox. I got a brand new one. She has the other one. 
So we're going to have to link up on and she's going to have to, you know, she's got the headset. She's going to hear some profane language, possibly. But uh, when she's rolling with it, she's rolling with the squad. You know what I'm talking about? We're in Call of Duty. We're taking bodies. You're going to hear some cursing. You know, you're going to hear some bad words. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but uh, no, she really, you know, she wants to get into the whole design, uh, the video game design and things of that nature. So I'm going to definitely uh, connect to that. That's dope that them being exposed to the the business of gaming because right. you don't have to just be a consumer you don't even have yeah. to be just a player you can yeah there's other aspects to come at this from and i think that's really amazing any sort of exposure is amazing and, yeah, and, absolutely. He, and he has like a space there for kids who want to do the gaming thing but when we he was talking to me he was like you know i want these kids to be good at the games and all of that but i also want to teach them how to win and, and just how to be uh personality you know it's more than just playing the game because when you become a popular player you're going to have to talk to so many different outlets interviews so he's trying to shape them as not only i'm going to make you a good player but i also want you to to be a good person and mm. you could be the whole the whole product right you know I mean? and learn know? how to commodify yourself a- exactly and you know what i mean so that it's it's a it's a whole lot of things that's going on with that program and you know like again we definitely got to have him on the show, man. He's he's a good dude, good dude. But it was a great time. L had adult drinks, which was nice. You know, we had, <laughs> had he had some services. I, I know he. I know you left with like half Bro. a whole bar. Here's That's what happened. And over. my wife and I were talking about this. There were at least three, four, at least four or five parents who, for whatever reason, couldn't make it. I think the kid was sick, or they got the days mixed up. I brought alcohol with them in mind. Because mm. I know they drink with oh, okay. me. Okay. And so when they didn't show up and we wound up leaving, I was like, why am I taking so much alcohol back? Mm-hmm. And that's when my wife and I kind of broke it down. I was like, oh, that's why they weren't there. The drinkers were in the building. Yeah. Alaric being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you got all of these fish like, here. Is he talking no. about my drinking habits? <laughs> <laughs> Hey! Top of mind and forefront of my mind. Wait that would be it. Yes. Hold on, hold on. Hey, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Never you mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's basically it, man. It was a good good time at the party. Uh and just been uh, you know, chilling. And that's nice. much I can. Nice. <laughs> Recording 40. It's your boy, Murder, Death, Kill. You know what I mean, son? If you like listening to the motherfucking show, son, make sure you subscribe to Code of 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and motherfucking TikTok, son. All right, so for my check-in, what do we have here? Um, Might as well start with the party. So the party, uh, clearly a brainchild of my wife who connected with Rudy and had this idea of having this gaming party. And I actually liked it because it wasn't just video games. There were board games. There were like, you know, Jenga, Connect Four. And just the, the point is for us to kind of connect as as people and just hang out and probably do things that we normally wouldn't do. So I, I love the space. That was the first time I was actually in the space. She had been in the space. As I mentioned, my oldest goes there on a weekly basis for his uh, writing program. My youngest son had been in the space before. I had talked to Rudy on on the phone when we started planning the party, but... It, it was great. My youngest came to me. I, I heard him, I think, talk to my wife first and was like, I had a, a great time. My party was great. Thank you for uh, planning it and throwing it. Then he came to me and then he said the same thing and he hugged me. 
And it was like, that's awesome. Yo, these kids get on your nerves. But it's moments like that when you, they show the appreciation. Grateful little stuff. bastard. I know. <laughs> you grateful little bastard. <laughs> it, it really just kind of melts your heart and just makes you um, realize why you work and fight so hard for um, them to have the experiences that, um, one, make them feel like a child, make them feel seen. And make them feel like a human being and 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 safe and 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 fulfilled. So that was that was all great, and uh, he had a good time. I feel like everybody had a good time. We should have ordered more food from the caterer, but it just is one of those things you just don't realize. But I think everybody had enough food at the the uh, party. I actually have to go back, but that was the first time we had tried this caterer. She's based out of the Bronx as well, and the only reason we tried her is because a friend of mine was in a promotional video that she had put online. And I'm like, what? Because my wife shows me the video and my wife thought my friend was the actual caterer. And I'm like, no, that's Monique. I grew up with her. And she's like, no, that's the caterer. And she keeps telling me her name is a different name. And I'm like, matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to um, Christina at uh, Brunch uh, at Zion's in the South Bronx. And the other space, the space that we held the party uh, was at Bronx Gaming Network, I think, but it might be a different name. If it's a different name, just check the line of notes. I'll have a link to it or we'll have a link to it. But yeah, I, I think one of the great things is my wife and I try to be intentional about who we hire and where we hold events and how we celebrate and elevate certain um, entrepreneurs. And um, these are two, I think, people particularly who are trying to do something in the South Bronx and give something back to the community and be involved and engaged as much as possible. So it was an honor to be able to connect with them and be able to add them to a part of the celebration for us. Now that all of the niceties are out of the way, I have to tell you how I almost got into the biggest road rage moment in years when I was going to pick up my boys to bring them back to the party because I dropped my wife off at the party so she can help uh, prepare uh, along with her cousins who did a phenomenal job. Matter of fact, got to give a shout out to JBN Sweets. If you need cupcakes or any type of confectionery, please look up JBN Sweets on Instagram and she will hook you up. So I'm driving back home, found a parking spot, but the person, there was someone blocking the spot. And I'm sort of in a rush because I want to get the kids back to the party. So I'm thinking they're going to park into that spot. So I just let it go. So I move and I just drive around the block. So I see two people get into their car. So I pull up, do the complimentary, hey, you you know, motion, you, you leaving. The guy in the passenger seat says, yes, I promise you not. Or I promise you they're in the car for like two minutes. And I'm patient. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, just pull out of the spot so I can park. So another two minutes goes by and I'm like, I pull up, I look in the window and he's like, yeah, we're coming out. So I back up. They still don't come out. At that point, MTA's finest, a bus comes right behind me. Now, I've already told you before, there's only enough space for one car in these lanes on the blocks around uh, my apartment building in my complex. So this bus starts blaring the horn and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go off today. I'm not going to go off today. So I say, you know what? There's a, a spot with a fire hydrant hydrant on the other side. So I go pull into that spot so the bus can get by. The problem with that plan is I have now relinquished my position to get yeah. the parking spot. So I'm thinking to myself, 
since they took so long, they're going to at least have the decency to allow me to back up into that space so I can get that spot again. No, no. Who's the third car that I see past me? The car that was holding that spot and I couldn't get in. And I'm looking like, what the? So I pull out. So I give up because I see somebody already pulling into that spot. Mm. This is New York. Parking spaces only live for 30 seconds. So I pull right behind them. And yo, I was like, I'm going to fucking lose it on these people i'm about to i'm because they were they they were in the left side of the lane with the blinkers on so i'm like all right you're going in my direction it's a red light why do they run the red (laughs) and make a right and i was like if i had more time i would do the exact same thing (laughs) i need these people to feel the anger that i am just i'm boiling at this point because they're just like you know let the, the spot go and i'm so i'm like all right calm down they couldn't have waited so your your beef is they made you wait for like six six minutes for six minutes right and oh that's a long time that's that's six, me being patient six, in new york 60 seconds is a lot is a long time a minute two minutes three minutes and you can't like, wait another minute for me to re- yeah, go in reverse they, fuck, they, give- they, they did that on purpose that's why they skated off like that. They did it on purpose. They was fucking with you. Right. And I realized that, but I wanted to still let them hear it. <laughs> look, look, look. No, nah, no, nah, we leave it. We leave it. Stupid motherfucker. Right. Nigga. Roll that so, brother, nigga. Fuck that nigga, son. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> so I make a left. I wound up coming back in front of my building. So one of the biggest beefs that we've had is the, there's an MTA uh, facility across the street from us. And when it was being built, they promised that we would not lose parking spaces. Two, three years later, all you have is MTA people basically parking. And you can tell that it's them because they put their freaking flak vest in the uh, dashboard to let people know that that's them. So I was like, all right, I, I'm rushing. I block three cars and go inside my apartment building. And I'm like, if you got to leave, so what? I'm already pissed. You shouldn't be parking here in the first place. So I go upstairs, get the boys ready. My youngest is driving me crazy, but I'm like, I'm not going to scream at him because it's, birth- it's, it's his birthday day. And I, I calm myself down. Get, get them the back. Car. Right. I get them in the car and I put on Yeba because that is the only thing that's going to calm me down at this point. <laughs> we drive. I miss my exit getting back to the place. So I'm like, there's no big deal because it's only an exit away. <sighs> I wound up driving 15 minutes away from the venue. Oh, wow. Just to come back another 15. Oh, it was about 10 minutes. So then that's 20 minutes total I've added to the trip. My wife just happened to call when we were two minutes away from the venue. And I'm glad we were two minutes away because if she would have said anything like, what's taking you so long? I would have lost it. I would have absolutely (laughs) positively lost it. I would have just, it would have been like, what was that movie when uh, Michael Douglas, I think, just jumps out of the car and just uh, <laughs> falling down? Falling down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just would have been like, yo, this is it. I'm done. Long story short, we get to the venue. Everybody has a great time and I am ecstatic for everybody. So thanks to everybody who made it. Like I said, Rick, I wish your family could have been there. Um, you were yeah. definitely missed, but um, I'm glad everybody had a great time. And I just wanted to fa- finish this because I know we want to get out to check in. I had to tell my Cameron story. I wanted to tell it last week, but I didn't get a chance to. So about two weeks ago, I went to get a pedicure and a manicure and walked into the spot. 
it was, seemed like it was a little commotion, but it was calm relatively because I relatively calm because I, I couldn't tell what was going on. So I was about to sit next to Karen and the woman said, no, no, I want you to sit over here. So she's moving me further away from Karen. But I still don't know that Karen's activating. I sit down. <laughs> she's working on my pedicure. She's getting it, she's getting it done. And then Karen is Karening. Like she hmm. she has no mayonnaise. She is literally <laughs> starting to explode. This woman says, Okay, if you can't do my nails, can she do my nails? Pointing to the women, woman who is doing my pedicure. Right. And the woman that she's talking to is an Indian woman. And the Indian woman can see my face, but Karen can't see my face because her back is to me. So when she says this, I'm looking at the Indian woman like, if you entertain this shit, I'm going to fucking lose it right now. <laughs> so the Indian woman looks at me. She gets the message and looks back at Karen and says, no, 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 that's not going to be <laughs> No, 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 bitch. That's not going to happen today. But then I say, wait a minute. Me talking to Karen say, so your solution is to inconvenience me to help you with your problem. So she says, well, you're just getting a pedicure done. What I'm getting done is a major uh, procedure. Bitch, are you getting surgery? Someone cut your toe <laughs> this off? This is a nail salon. You're not getting a procedure. Right. So I, I just look at her. Then she realizes I'm out of my... You're the I'm, wrong, you're the wrong <laughs> Leon. Yeah, I'm, I'm the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm the wrong guy. So she... It's almost as if she's talking herself out of her craziness because she's mumbling to herself and she's calming down. But she's at the same time also telling us that she has a party with 100 people that she has to entertain. And she's been at this nail salon for two hours, none of which any of us give a fuck about. Yeah. Karen, who cares? I don't care if you're entertaining the Obamas tonight. You have to manage your schedule accordingly as long as well as we all do. And then she was trying to get her nails for free. And she was being disrespectful to everybody in there. And I was like, I'm not about to be Captain Savo. I just want to get my feet done and my nails done. That's it. That's all I came for. I ain't trying to save nobody. I'm just trying to be a black man who's trying to pamper himself in the moment. That's it. You're just so, getting your black feet done. <laughs> my white feet are more important than your my white black hands. Feet. Right, right. With your black feet. All right. Yeah. So she leaves. She winds up paying. And uh, the wild thing is the Asian woman that she was talking to was pretending that she didn't know English because she was like, I, 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 bro, when she left, they what spoke country? perfect English. I was like, this is hilarious. This, this more is American than you. Yes. Yes. So don't uh, mess with Asian women because they are really just fucking with you probably. <laughs> and uh that's it. This is Leon. That's my check-in, and I'm done speaking. Merch drop! You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40pod.com. That's right, Decoding40pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Decoding40pod.com. Decoding40pod.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so as you are well aware, after being imprisoned in Russia for nearly 10 months, WNBA star Brittany Griner has safely returned to the U.S. 
and is back home after being swapped for the Russian operative Victor Bout, who was a convicted arms dealer. And as you are also well aware, there has been quite consternation about the fact that she was released in this prisoner exchange instead of Peter Whalen, who is a uh, a white <laughs> a, a white <laughs> male <laughs> who was also a former military uh, officer, but was discharged dishonorably he, discharged. He, he he was he was dishonorably discharged for stealing in something. He was charged with ten thousand dollars worth of larceny, whatever that statue is. So he st- he stole something of value. Mm-hmm. And he was in the military service, but he was he was in he was in the office. He was a Remington warrior. He's got probably got he had more chances of getting a paper cut than catching a bullet. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the dude was like, you know what I'm saying? He was he, I'm gonna I'm ordering ten thousand Xerox. The fuck is this? like what was he doing? He he, he didn't last time he shot his gun was in basic training. He was nobody, mm. but he had like four well, citizenships. Well, the interesting fact is is that he has been accused of espionage, I think, from four different countries. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more going on with his story than what meets the eye. Definitely what those who are um, pushing back against uh, or upset as to why, not even upset, this fake outrage as to why he has not been um, considered for release. Um, And then also, special note, 45 had to chime in, of course, saying that this is one of the worst, worst deals possible. I would have gotten everything. Shows, yeah, it shows the, the, the weakness of America. Side note, uh, 45 was in office when Whelan was detained. Exactly. Well, and he could have taken the bold step to get him released, but did not. Here's a, different, here's a difference in, in charges when it comes to uh, Whelan and, and Griner. Griner gets caught with a capsule of what they allege was marijuana, liquid or whatever, vape, oil, whatever it was, right? They give her nine years in the penal colony. She got the prison swap. She was out in 10 months. That's that's the extent of it, right? She wasn't trying to trade secrets. This dude, he got caught in Russia on some sting operation, I guess like the equivalent to our FBI in, in Russia, caught him in a sting operation where he was trying to buy secrets, so they got this nigga literally red-handed. They got this nigga, they got Wait, this nigga literally red-handed. They got this nigga red-handed, right? So in, in, in red we Russia. got him. We but got he, him with evidence and everything. But, and but here's a here's a question: Was he even was he even there on the U.S.'s behalf? We don't even know that. He's got four passports, allegedly. right? He's a super we citizen. Know. We don't know that. He he's a sovereign nation, nigga. <laughs> he could have been a free agent. A Who knows what he was doing? He's a more. This nigga's a more free agent, sovereign nation, nigga. This nigga, yo, he could straight up come to your house and live in it, and kick you out with one document. But I think politically, America had to get Brittany Griner back. She what she represents for America, for the 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 PR of for America for the She's, woke. No, not not just for the woke, but for what our position in the world, right? She she represents America when she goes to the Olympics. We hold our Olympic heroes at, at on on a pedestal. So if we don't get her back, that looks shameful for America. We had to get her back. I would love to be as optimistic as you are on this point, but I have to agree with the good brother, Doctor Umar Johnson. 
that Brittany Griner represents four political factions that can help the Democratic Party moving mm-hmm. forward. LGBTQ, Black women. She has some notoriety. Mm-hmm. African-American. Mm-hmm. So that that's four constitu- constituencies that they get to herald in one person. So it's it's a bit it's a cynical perspective, but I think there's some validity to the idea that going out and making sure that she comes home will resonate when it comes to going out on the campaign trail. I think that, that as, those aspects are absolutely true. But if Brittany Griner was a nobody in the same circumstance, she'd still be in Russia. They wouldn't have traded this prize criminal that they had in their possession for someone who didn't represent America in the world. Because while we see a very pretty narrow view of how the world sees us, she represents America when she's out in the world. Mm-hmm. Whether we see it that way or not, anybody who, anyone who, would, who is that high profile of an American would have had the same, would, they would have gone after them with the same vigor. I'm just saying that those those other things are definitely bonuses. Those are pluses, yeah. and they're going to use it. But I don't think yeah, that was okay. really motivated. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't see those two points as opposed to one another. Um, and I think they work hand in hand with um, the idea of trying to one maintain a certain aesthetic visually in the world, and then also politically at home. Mm. All right. So when do we see the commercials? of Joe Biden dunking on Brittany Griner and going, hey, I just dunked on an Olympia champ. Like, what are they going to start using her in political no, he's, ads? He, are they going to go He's not going to dunk. He's going to throw her an alley-oop. He's going to throw her an alley-oop. <laughs> he can't even put his arms above his fucking head throw an alley-oop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he's just going to toss it. He's going to dribble it a few times and then do a layup, and then that'll be the ad. He's going to play point guard. He's going to pass it to Obama, exactly. who's then going to pass it to oh. Brittany Griner, and she'll no. dunk it. Matter of fact, Joe won't even be on the uh, court. He's going to be holding the clipboard. Yeah. He's a coach. He's a coach. He's a coach. And, then, and, then, <laughs> and I just play the normal white man position of the coach. Kamala's going to be uh, the cheerleader. We did it, Joe. Oh, my God. We did it, Joe. <laughs> Joe, you, did you shit yourself again? <laughs> oh man hey you know uh, now that you brought that up joe's sleeping again <laughs> i'm 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 a little worried about 2024 <laughs> why uh, if trump actually somehow through some miracle makes it on the ballot it's going to be a problem i think the problem is on the gop side i think he will make the ballot hmm but I think the bedlam is going to be in that party because they are going to have to reconcile this recent past with what they're trying to do moving forward. How do y'all wrangle the crazies? Well, I think that's that's what's going to cause you know chaos. What I'm saying that's yeah. what it is. The crazies is like exactly you because you got you got your DeSantis who think that they are who who's next. The new crazies. The new <laughs> the new, new and improved, improved crazies. The new and improved crazies. <laughs> And then you have your your Trump uh, loyalists who want that new old racist crazy, mm-hmm. so that nationalist crazy. And then you have 
Mr. Uh, Mr. West or Mr. Formerly West bringing in a whole new level of craziness. evangelical what uh, this sort of self anti-semitic yeah the, the self-prescribed so, stupidity i can't that, believe this is a fact yo this is idiocracy this is the fucking movie this, we are this living is in this, this is, movie we are absolutely this is really this is, idiocracy. Is, this is not a joke anymore are we are you kidding you, me we have a person who's 85 years old running for president yeah. And another asshole. <laughs> no, and two other assholes. Three. At least three. And, yeah, I, I can't. There's so many. I can't. There's I lose count. There's plenty of assholes to go around. Right. I mean, come on. Everybody, everybody. And I think DeSantis will probably be the one who kind of sneaks through. Well, well, that's that's why I think the, the, the danger of him running in the primary is that even if he doesn't win, that is so riled up, they're going to come out. Yeah. And then whoever the nominee is, because that's what we know about Republicans. It doesn't matter what your policy is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you've raped. It doesn't matter if you've beat your women up. It doesn't matter if you've actually paid for abortions. As long as you're Republican, they're going to vote for you. So the danger is... Well, you, know, you, you, you can't just be Republican. You got to be Republican and unwoke. Because the woke even... Republicans... I don't Where, care. Can you so, point to one? Yeah, so Cheney, Kinzinger, those Republicans. Oh, those are the old Republican guard. Yeah, the the I, old I, Ronald I, Reagan racist Republicans. Let, right, the rhinos. I don't, even, I don't know if we want to call them woke Republicans. Well, <laughs> the rhinos, the rhinos. I'm just saying that they have a level of uh, self-awareness self -awareness yeah. that the, the country is bigger than the party. Certainly. Yeah, Sorry. and and th their wokeness is tied to their Republican old that old Republican guard that Ronald Reagan that shit that's the fucking Republicans they are, like they they're the Republicans with class. We're not <laughs> that's what they that's how they build themselves. Ronald, that they really build themselves that way, but Ronald that's Reagan what, Republicans are still pieces of shit. Of course, yeah. of course, we know that. I'm not talking yeah. about we, we we lived that shit. We went through that Ronald Reagan's years. We lived it. We saw what it did in our neighborhoods. So we don't buy into that shit. The rest of the world or the country does because they didn't live it unless mm. they saw a cover of Newsweek and it was a crack violin. And they were like, what's this? It's crack. Never heard of it. That crack, that crack. And then now they're dealing with an opiate issue and that's a whole other boil fucking right. show. But yeah, I mean. It's just, just him, him stirring the pot is, is if he was removed, like if he didn't run, I think DeSantis is more vulnerable at that point. If he actually is primary and stoking the fire of that base, that's when DeSantis becomes more dangerous, I think. Here's, here's one last grift. <laughs> here, here's what I would pose, and I know we got to get out of this segment, but here's what I would pose, that even if Trump gets knocked out of the primaries, he's still going to be a looming factor because yes. he continues to have this following and he's going to stoke these people. Yes. And he already has already started with, you know, sort of kind of throwing jabs at DeSantis and saying that, you know, I made this dude. And <laughs> with that, Many there's people. going to be continuous uh, turmoil in that party. I think it comes down to DeSantis probably getting the nomination and DeSantis having to give something to Trump on some level, you know, whether it's, you know, kissing the ring or something in order to get him to 
back DeSantis because Trump is so much of an egomaniac. If he doesn't get the nomination, he's going to fucking, he's going to, it's going to be what, what is the nomination? Whatever that date is, it'll be like another January 6th, except it'll be at the Republican National Convention Party or something like that. Like if he doesn't get the nomination, they're going to fucking, he's going to lose his mind. And there's a lot of people, you know, that want to see him win. The Republican Party is going to either implode or he's going to fucking have his hand out. Whoever's going to give him the most money? Who's going to pay me? Yeah. You know what he's he's always about his money. He's always about his dough. Shit. How, mu- no how, how much money he how much money he's swimming in right now? He's trying to hide all that shit. They get it what they got him in the, in, in his organization in New York now. They just finished getting him this week. Oh uh, yeah. But that they only gave him a, a slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist, no teeth on yeah, that. No teeth exactly. on that. Yeah. Moving on. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's good, people? This is your boy, L.O. A.K.A. The Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. The internet was all ablaze when a certain Robert Kelly... (laughs) A certain Robert Kelly... ...dropped an album... I admit it. ...while he was serving time in prison. Because I did it. Now, I, I will set this conversation off and say that I do believe that this album was recorded before he was in prison and that it was leaked. I'm still interested, and I hope someone does the investigative reporting as to how this made it onto streaming platforms, because Sony is suggesting that they had nothing to do with it, even though it was released on Legacy Records, which is a Sony property. Oh, it was, re- it was an official release? Yeah, it was official release. So I'm. Th- this is, again, one of those times where we see something that has to go through several channels somehow making it into the public and then those who are responsible for being the gatekeepers within that organization not understanding how this got by them so this hold up this just in apparently legacy records were hacked and the <laughs> album was put on the internet unbeknownst to us by a young girl who worked here who knew robert and the rest is history. And she knew all the passcodes and blah, blah, blah. So it was, I believe, a 13-song album, maybe 16. Mm. I can't remember exactly. But reluctantly, I did listen to it. But unbeknownst to me that it would be taken off of streaming sites two hours after I listened to it. And I just focused my attention on three songs, which were entitled, I Admit It, Parts 1, 2, and 3. I believe it's still available on certain platforms. I'm not going to say just in case I don't want us to be a part of sharing or perpetuating this material. But with that said, I I think it's important for us to kind of give some commentary on what he's written and and sung. I'll I'll let you guys go first, but I, I, I will say that he is probably, if I'm basing it on this material, the epitome of someone who suffers from a narcissistic uh, personality disorder and diarrhea yeah. of the mouth. He completely is gaslighting everybody in this, this three part song. I, I didn't hear because by the time I got to it in the chat that you posted it uh, in our, in our group chat, mm-hmm. it was gone. So mm-hmm. I didn't even, I didn't even hear it. Now I, I was trying to figure out if I was pressing the wrong thing, if the link was broken and apparently you guys told me that it was gone. So the most I heard was 
um, the little bit that we, we, we were listening to before we started uh, recording. And um, music. <laughs> that song says it's, a lot. Like, the music uh, is, is is fucking good. And um, I, but, but I I didn't hear the songs that you heard. Right. I only heard whatever was available on that streaming channel, right? Um, that you referenced earlier. But I, I'd like to hear it. I'd well, like to hear what he ad- admits to. I admit it. Me, well, L sent the link. And it was early in the morning and me and my wife were up drinking coffee because we get up relatively early. You got to walk a dog. I was like, yo, you know that R. Kelly dropped the album last night or some shit like that. My (laughs) wife was like, yeah, I just seen some shit. What the fuck is going on? Like, what is this shit? And then I and I said, yeah, Elle just sent me the link. And then she looked Then my wife looked it up. And was like, I admit it. Like, what the fuck? Parts one, <laughs> two, and three. So we played parts one, two, and three. And basically, this nigga ranted for about the equivalent of 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. All three parts come to about 20 minutes long. He rants for about 19 minutes and 38 seconds of Jess. Like El said, gaslighting. What's the problem? And It's just, the song was, it's just ridiculous. I mean, okay, let's delve into the lyrics, right? It's like trapped in a closet, but a bizarre world, trapped in right. a closet or some shit. So the, the, a portion of the lyrics go, I admit it, I admit it, I'm a freak. Used to go to the strip clubs every week. But who these niggas trying to say I am, man, I'm loud, and I put that on Chief, meaning Chief Keith. I admit I fuck with all that's both older and young ladies. But tell me how they call it pedophile, because that shit is crazy. You may have your opinions, entitled to your opinions, but really, am I supposed to go to jail or lose my career because of your opinions? Yeah, go ahead and stone me, point your finger at me, turn the world against me, but only God can mute me. I admit it. (laughs) What is that? What is it? Do you remember there was an organization that was like, Nambla. Um, pedophile <laughs> Nambla. Yeah. Is, is, is he a, a member? Is he like the president? Is he saying that? Oh, so Nambla's for uh, uh, older men that love boys. So this is a little different. Okay. Well, uh, whatever the. His, well, apparently <laughs> it, there was a boy involved too. Yeah. Is it though? Oh, they right, said it was a boy right, involved too. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So. You like booty is, he, is he is he really trying to say that what he was doing it and it's only based on our opinion? Exactly. Like, that, that, that's why I'm trying to give him the benefit no of the doubt that this was written before, written and produced and published before the trial, because clearly the facts have all come out as right. to what he was up to. Right. Otherwise, this would be the most gaslighting ass song ever written in the history of songs written and, and robert just to be clear it's not the older ones that we have an issue with um <laughs> right it's it's only the it's only the younger ones yeah that's that's the real problem i just hit it yeah. so I, I i'm trying to understand why you put pen to paper and come out with this listen it's bad timing no matter how you put it no matter how you fucking dice it up, because the song choices were bad. Like the I, the the I admit it song, you should not have put that out. 
That's something you just play in your headset when you're working out, nigga. No one needs to hear that. <laughs> right, right. That's for you, your ears only, nigga, and the nigga who produced it. And I hope it was you. This no is what you listen to, to in yes. the rec room. This is what in gets you up. I admit it gets you up in the morning, and, and you get to feel good about yourself because you're admitting to all the shit that you've done. And this or is confirmation the other shit. He, he doesn't have anybody in his corner that can talk to him and say, this is a bad idea. Nigga talked about how he couldn't read in the yeah. song, how he couldn't read good. And I can't read. But here's the thing that then he is seeking for sympathy from the listener when he says, Now I admit a family member touched me from a child to the age of 14. While I laid to sleep, took my virginity, so scared to say something, so I put the blame on me. Now here I am, and I'm trying my best to be honest, because the source is out there trying to keep me from being the artist. I admit it. Yeah. Say, I, you, you, say, hey, I admit you know what's what's interesting about that is that he's introspective in one moment, trying to draw on that sympathy, but exactly. then doesn't take responsibility for his own You haven't even listened to the song, and that's exactly what you're going to come away from when you listen mm -hmm. to these three songs. He is totally focused on trying to blame everyone as to why he's in this situation. But mm -hmm. there is no responsibility whatsoever on what the most egregious part of his either character or the 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 things that he's done to affect people's lives. Mm -hmm. there, there's just no accountability whatsoever. And that's why like, I was listening to it. I'm like, this dude sounds nuts. I mm -hmm. only admit certain things. I don't admit this. I admit this, but not that. <laughs> right. That's some other shit. But I admit about this. <laughs> I admit about the piss. <laughs> right. And, and and this is a good point about, or this, this kind of highlights that point. And when he says that, I admit that this is no disrespect to the parents. But this is my advice to you because I'm also a parent. Don't push your daughter in my face. And tell wow. me that it's okay, because your agenda is to get paid and get mad when it don't go your way. I know y'all look at me like I don't go through things, but I'm human. I know it's hard sometimes, but try to keep mind that I'm human. Wow. Y'all brought I, it to the Pied Piper. What I'm supposed to do? I'm the Pied Piper. Y'all right. know who I am. I'm right. Aura. I'm Aura. You put that girl in them shorts and came over to my house with her. What's wrong with you? You know who I am? That's, that's what he said. You brought your daughter to me. Yeah. For for fortune and fame. And I turned her out. So don't get mad at me because it didn't work out the way that you wanted to. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, first of all, the parents have to get some blame. Absolutely. Of course. But why are you out here looking for that? You get the majority of the blame. And but my again, thing, my thing in, that, is, in those verses, he talks about what the parents did, not right. what he did. Let's just play devil's advocate for the sec for a second, and let's just say for a second he he met these this young woman and and had an explicit encounter with this woman one time, and that was it, and that was the that's what the case was about. Then you can be like, okay, it was it was it was it was an isolated situation. He did this one time. Okay, it's heinous. He gets whatever time he gets. Let's move on. But no, it's the other shit. R. It's the fucking pissing and the shitting and and having right. these women in there. You know fucking kidnapped yeah, away from their parents like that, it's it's all of that that we're talking mm -hmm. about you're talking about one part of it 
that again, if this was something, this was an isolated incident and you had an, an you know, like I said, if you, all of that, fine, you did your time. We, you know, we, we, you, you want to get better and, and you come out and you say, listen, I've, I've gone to rehab or whatever the fuck it took to find my way back from this demonic possession I had, whatever the fuck you, how you want to sell it. That's not where he is though. But the, and, but my thing is, if that was the case, then we can we can kind of forgive you. But nigga, it's all the other shit that you that you omit. But he's not even. And I'll 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 leave the jury with this last bit of evidence. This is when he talks about a conversation that he had with Wendy Williams. Now Wendy Williams mad with me, but I never offered her no drink. But I admit she asked me, "Can I get a little Hennessy?" Then we both turned off our phones. We drinked. I smoked. We talked. I admit that I told it all. Our phone, we talked it off. From my good points to my faults, she said, what about Aaliyah? I said, love. She said, what about the tape? I said, hush. I said, my lawyers said, don't say nothing. But I can't, but I can tell you I've been set up. So set in up. his mind, set up, all of this has been done tape. to undermine him. If, yeah, that's 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 that mega. That's that. What's that? He's <laughs> mego, a megalomaniac. Mego, yeah, megalomaniac. He's out of control. Yeah, megalomaniac. The world's against me. I can't do no wrong. This he deserves all thirty years. And I yeah. don't like the idea of black people being in prison, but he has no sense of remorse, mm -hmm. no contrition, contrition, and he believes that he has behaved properly throughout all these years. Because it's your fault for putting her in my face. Because you know how I am, right? I, and and I think I'm and just free. And there's a part of him that thinks, well, "What's the big deal? Everybody does it." That's his kind. He's kind of got that attitude too. Like, what's right. the problem? But see, that's that's the fun. It's even worse part. than that. But go on. That's, that's the part that where the the molested little boy lives, where it's normal. That's exactly what I was about to say. But not understanding that his impact on the people that he's fucked up. Right, mm -hmm. right, because because in his world, that shit is normal. He's normalized. He has, he has normalized the trauma. So the right. idea of him inflicting it on someone else, what's the problem with that? Yeah, everybody. I mean, doesn't everybody? Right, feel each this one. Way? This nigga, that's some that's some crazy ass. Each one, teach one, nigga. Like I don't want to go to that. What <laughs> <laughs> is, is that your definition? Of each one, teach one, nigga. Because I don't like that one at all. Yeah, like what exactly. are you talking about, B? Exactly. Yo, he's. Yep. I hope that, um, and, and the crazy thing is, is this guy grew up in a church. So religion's not going to fix it. No. He's not going to find anything in prison that he wasn't finding out here. So I hope that he gets some real psychological help because he deserves every day of that 30 years that he gets. But when he gets out, what's he going to be? Gets out. He's going to be 80-something. Yeah. Listen. He, he may hit the streets. Do you think? Do you think R. Kelly's going to get out at eighty something years old? And he, you think he's going to live in thirty years in prison? He could. It's not impossible. And get out at eighty something. Well, how old was he when he R. went? R. Kelly, twenty sixty two. What? Twenty fifty two. How old? I don't know. Oh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly got to be fifty something years old. So he's going to be five. He's currently he's fifty five. He's fifty. And he's already. So he's already served. How much time has he already served? He's served at least three, That's four years. Time. Is it that long? Three, four? Has it been before the pandemic? He's been in this trouble. Oh, all right. So let's say he was trying to get out when he was when the COVID shit hit. He was trying. So to, let's say he serves another twenty years, another 
He's he'd be 75, 75 years old. All right, he's still yeah. If he's lifting weights and taking care of himself, well, I mean that's thirty years. But what does he get out on? Is he is he eligible for parole? Good behavior. Does he get out for good behavior? Nah, they ain't getting out. They're gonna throw the book at him. He's not getting out before he's seventy. He's not eligible for parole. That's the age eligible. of eighty. Where, where, oh. where, where, where's the first place R. Kelly goes when he get out? Kindergarten uh, classroom. <laughs> I was gonna say McDonald's in Chicago. Oh. That too. The one my I'm eyes. back the Pied Piper. Who wants some French fries, bitches? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a sad story because I mean, one, if if in fact he was molested, and the the common uh, mantra is hurt people, hurt people, but you can't use that to justify the the violation that you inflict on other people, especially when. You dodged the first bullet the first time. And even before that, I'm pretty sure somebody was like looking at you a little crazy when you was trying to fuck with Aaliyah in a certain way. Like, like somebody had to look at you crazy. But even if you didn't think you were doing anything fucked up, you did have a warning shot over the bow with the first fucking trial. And at that point, you should have been like, I got money. Let me get the help and delve into what's really causing this problem that I have. Well, first of all, you have to see that there's a problem, and he did. Well, that's the thing. But the thing is, even if even if you think you got, I mean, the first trial like didn't didn't do anything. It didn't kind of shake you up a little bit and go, yo, maybe I maybe I need to get some help or at least have a conversation about this shit. Like you didn't even think about that at all. You just kept on business as usual. Fuck it, I'm gonna keep doing what I do. I'm just assuming pedophiles don't work that way. I don't know. Personally, yeah, I think they have a different. Um, yeah, they're wired different. Yeah, I think they're wired differently, and they don't just, uh, subscribe to the the, yeah. the norms that we do. Jesus. Well, well on that positive note, <laughs> they're just I, not wired that way, Vincent. <laughs> I, I think we need some transitional music right now. Thank you. Recording forty. All right, appreciate that. Cool, but so. Um, Gentlemen, we've reached that golden hour or golden moment of the hour. What have you learned? I learned that all Kelly need to get every day of them goddamn 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker don't need to be out. And I also learned that the studio, if he did it in prison, they, they got a hell of a they got a hell of an A-track. <laughs> who they got on who they had on the boards? All Kelly. No, <laughs> Before I went up, I was a keyboardist. But I choked out my friend. I had to do 30 years. He, they, they, who the fuck did they have? That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I again, I want someone to kind of really go into what happened here. But I believe that these tracks were laid down before he went into yeah. jail. I, you know, I no, he, he deserves every every minute he gets. And, you know, that's it. I mean, you, you he had he had too many opportunities that he could have, you know, theoretically gotten his shit together if he really really wanted to get some help and obviously he didn't think he was doing anything wrong or else he would have stopped and here we are he and like i said every day those 30 years he deserves it Mm. rick what have you learned bg home what'd you say bg home bg home bg bout it bg bout i don't i don't don't know bg bout it okay Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, 
riffing off of uh riffing off of the bg home um (laughs) in doing research on britney griner i learned that her chest looks better than mine so uh there you have it i'm the one that looks like i have breasts and she looks like she has (laughs) a full chest pecs yeah so shout out welcome home uh britney griner uh we are glad you are back home safe and sound with your family and your friends and we couldn't give <laughs> I just saw this video we are at the top of I don't give a fuck mountain where there are no fucks left yeah. <laughs> about anybody who has anything to say uh-huh. about you being home Yeah. So exactly. I, I did see a funny meme of BG leaning over a desk saying uh, yo can I get that pen back <laughs> what was she, who was she talking to? She's talking to the clerk at the desk on her way out of Russia. Like, Yo, you think I can get that pen back? Yeah. <laughs> talking about scared straight sober, but I tell you one thing. I know when she got home, she's like, man, listen. Oh. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. <laughs> There's no inferno. Yeah. Burn, baby, burn. Oh, man. I need something to calm my nerves down, baby. There's <laughs> a marijuana lesbian orgy happening in Atlanta right now. Oh. The center of the city is on fire smoking. Mm. <laughs> my spidey senses are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all of them who are participating. Um... With that said, listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you, as we always do, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to us and our ranting and raving. But we do this for you. That said, please give us a text at 619-940-4040. Always feel free to support the podcast by wearing some merch and showing off what you believe is the best and funniest podcast in the world oh matter of fact shout out to zurich who is now downloading this show which is absolutely insane uh europeans uh playground the the europe's the playground of europe um we i love looking at uh the map and just seeing where the new downloads are coming in at so uh thank you to folks who for whatever reason have decided to listen to this as you are cashing in on all of the global economy. Yes. Decoding40pod.com. And you know what you put before the decoding? WWW. Absolutely. Go out there and buy some stuff. Buy that merch, man. Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, goddammit.